Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Launch Your Private Podcast. Today, we're joined by a seasoned entrepreneur, Sarah Massey. Sarah's decade-long saga in the traditional branding and web design world led her to a very pivotal moment in 2018. Faced with burnout, where many of us have been, she spontaneously pitched a VIP day, launching her into a journey of consistent 10K months and bringing the transformative, focused, and free program to life. Join us in this episode as we uncover how Sarah transformed her content to make it even easier to consume for her students. Sarah dives deep into how she utilizes private feeds in her entire course curriculum, like her weekly calls and of course the content, as well as in her funnel with on-demand webinars turned private podcast feeds and successful mini courses. Enjoy this one. All right, everybody, welcome to another case study. Today we have Sarah Massey on with us, and she's going to share some of her private podcast insights. She's been with us for quite a while. I think you jumped on the private podcasting train relatively early, Um, and so we will definitely dive into the different ways that you're using private podcasting. And you guys, she brought stats. We love somebody who who has some numbers to share with us. But yeah, I'm so glad that you're here, and welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I am so excited to be here. I know it took us a little bit to get on this call, and so I'm finally glad that we can chat all about it. Yeah, we had to fight some tech gods, you guys, and it wasn't even Mercury retrograde. This was just straight up tech not loving us. Yeah, I am excited. And I have been here. I know we're going to talk about like, when I got started, all that kind of stuff. And I really it's been I think from the beginning. So yeah, we can dive into all of it. (laughs) We'll match dates. Yeah. So we like to typically kick off with like, when did you first hear about private podcasting? And what was that aha moment where you're like, Oh, yeah, I absolutely need to have this in my business. Yeah. So I think I was in your, um, was it the build a better beta course? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I was in that. I know I was in that. So you actually had access to the first feed ever (laughs) because that's where we tested it. I don't think I listened to the podcast. I just remember you talking about it and you were, it it was called podcast your course at the time. Is that right? Mm -hmm. So that's what it was called. And you were talking about it and you were like, we're thinking about doing this thing. I think it would be so cool. And that was where I was at. And then a friend of mine who was also in that program, we were at an event together in Toronto. I think it was Stu McLaren's tribe event. And she was like, did you hear about the podcast your course thing that Lindsay and Derek are doing? we should totally do that. And I got thinking, I was like, yeah, because I know my people and the people that are in my course are busy people. Anyway, they don't have time to like, and I know personally, I don't want to sit and watch a course on a video if I don't have to. And at the time I was actually creating my beta for get booked by the day, my VIP day course. And I was like, all these videos I'm creating, it's literally one slide. And I'm just talking over the one slide. So there's nothing to show. There's nothing they need to really see. They just need to hear me to learn what I'm trying to convey to them. And so that's when your podcast, your course came out. And I was like, this is brilliant. This is what I need. And I think I bought your like founders, whatever offer I bought that, but then I Yeah, you might have the coveted lifetime license. Yeah. Yes, I do. (laughs) And, but I definitely sat on it for a little while because it was still like this Mm. new thing. I don't know how to do it. What is it going to take for me to set it all up? And so I definitely sat on it for a while before actually using that lifetime license. Yeah. And that's fair. We talk about it in the episode we interviewed Derek, those early days. It took 
almost a year from the sales of those lifetime licenses to actually have the like product that you could use and actually subscribe to monthly just under. And we had some dev issues, some other co-founder issues. It was a good time. But in all of that, we offered to people that we would do it for them manually if they wanted us to. But we were like, hey, you should probably wait for the product. It's going to make it a lot easier. And the big sell of Hello Audio is like everyone getting a unique private link. That's not what we were doing. We were just doing something that was private and could not be searched. So it was definitely a gamble in that first year to trust us with the license that we were going to develop the product and then also us doing it manually if you really wanted to list it. So I love hearing that story. I think we've interviewed a few lifetime license folks and it's fun going back to that time and just being like, oh yeah, that was so crazy. <laughs> like how that all went down and so thank you for trusting in us. Yeah. People have asked me about it. What do you do? Do you like it? And I said, I've had it since the beginning. And while I didn't actually start using it right away, once I started using it, I wondered why, like, why did we not start doing this sooner? Because it was so easy to set it up. I think my assistant and I got the whole thing done in a day. It was just a matter of literally just, we already had the videos. So it was just dropping them in and they automatically converted. Do they still do that? The videos still convert, right? Yeah. Audio. <laughs> yep. Any, yeah, and we hit every file too. <laughs> yeah, so I haven't actually uploaded to it because I have my team doing that now, but I remember being like, why did we wait so long? This is literally the easiest thing ever to get set up. Yeah, thank yeah. you. It was very important for us early on to make that the easy part because as we saw that there were podcast hosting companies that offered private feeds, the reason why we built it was like, it's never going to be built in an easy way for a creator to throw their course up 50 videos in a day. It will never be that easy. There's no incentive for a public podcast hosting platform to design it that way. And that's why we knew we had to build it. And so that has always been, yeah, the like crux of the mm -hmm. UI and the reasoning behind even like just that use case in of itself. So Cool. Love hearing that. So you obviously used it for your course. What other ways do you use it? Eventually we got the course in there. So the way our course is set up is our students get lifetime access to the curriculum, the course content, and they get 12 months access to our Q&A calls, our coaching, our community, all of that. So we set up two separate feeds for that. That way, everyone who joins the program gets that lifetime access podcast course. They get all of that. And when you join, you get 12 months of the Q&A calls. So we added that as a separate private feed. And then if they decide not to renew their membership within the VIP Day Collective, which is our kind of our community, then we're able to retract their access or their downloads because everyone does get that unique link. So we're using it for those two things primarily. And then also I did create a private paid mini course that we started back in June. And so I'm happy to dive more into that and how that's working. Yeah, that sounds okay. like a, a fun one to explore. Let's do that. Yes. About a year ago, I did a four-day paid workshop and the conversion rates on the actual live workshop were really good. You know, everything went great. And then I was like, let's turn this live four-day workshop into an evergreen workshop and put it at the top of our funnel, like a low ticket funnel entry. And that did really well. We were bringing in a lot of people through this low ticket $37 workshop, but there was no podcast feed associated with it. It was just a workshop. But then I got thinking, I was like, I have this extra private feed that I'm not using. What can I do with it? I think I actually was using it for something else and we stopped. And so I was like, I'm going to take that down and reuse it for something else. And so we decided to put the four days of the workshop into the private feed 
And then we also interviewed a lot of our successful case study students for case studies. And we decided to do a $5 paid feed. So it was a super low mm. entry. I don't know why we came up with $5. I think it was like when I was doing this, it was like that brief era where everyone was doing like seven and $9 offers. And I'm like, let's just do a $5 podcast and see what happens. So it was so easy. We just like drag and drop pretty much all the videos over. We set it up. I did the case study interviews, got those set up so that they were dripping out one a day or every other day or something after the initial workshop was dripped out and created a landing page, a nice looking landing page for a $5 podcast with a bump. So I had a $17 order bump on it to get like all of the swipe files and the templates that were part of the workshop. So you could just pay $5 and listen to it, or you could do the $17 and get all of those extra things. So we did it. We decided to do a three week test. We just wanted to see, is this going to work? I didn't want to go all in on it, but we did do that three-week test and we had over $3,000 in podcast sales and 57% of the people that bought it took the $17 order bump, which turned it into a $22 offer. For anyone listening, if you have a mini training or something, you can do that really low ticket and then just add that order bump and it really brings up the revenue for that. We had the order bump and then we had a tripwire after that. So once they like opted in, some of them got the, the order bump for 17 and then there was a tripwire page on the end, which was to come into our signature program. And we got over $3,000 on that. And that was like $129 a month payment plan. So I don't know oh, how nice. many people that was, but it turned out pretty well. And then after all of that, we got an, an additional $29,000 in revenue over the course of the next month from people that opted into that podcast and went on to buy our course. It was a good experiment. In the grand scheme of things, it's lower than what we were getting in our workshop sales. And I'm not sure what the difference was, but I feel like it might've had something to do with the fact that we did it pretty quickly and messy. And I don't know if it was like the follow-up emails weren't working or something like, I wished it had performed a little bit better. But when I went back and looked at the numbers, I was like, it actually wasn't that bad after all. Yeah, no, and it's interesting too. I think what we like to play with too and what we get questions asked is like, how do you position a podcast? And so there might be even something there too. Yeah, $5, but maybe $5 is a price point that might be too low, like surprisingly, yes. like what if you match the price point for 37 and it like psychologically, maybe it is more valuable. I do think, you know, the workshop funnel that a lot of people have been doing right now, right? Running live workshops, running even evergreen workshops and converting. It's if someone invests their time to show up for a few hours and they yep. do the work, you've gotten them that next step. And that's why I think they're so powerful. So I think there could be definitely some things to play with. But when I think about positioning the podcast or how you talk about it as well on that landing page, it is a relatively new concept. So thinking about the language as, is it private podcast or is it an exclusive audio workshop? Like that also could be impacting some of the conversions. I think also like when we did the workshop live, there was time for implementation. It was a group. People were doing mm. it together, learning and doing. And this is why I think it's, I definitely think the podcast was effective at getting people in and getting people on our list, but the lead, the nurture time is taking longer because we're not like forcing them to sit down oh, and do the action because they're out 
walking their dog or their whatever they're Mm -hmm. doing when they're listening to a podcast isn't actually the implementation part. As far as a workshop, I think it works really well for learning the content in our course and absorbing and that kind of being inspired. But I don't know if it's the most effective for a workshop that they actually have to take action on, which kind of brings me to what we're planning Mm. to do next. We're actually going to take that feed, rework it a little bit and put in some more content that is more belief shifting and more mindset shifting Mm -hmm. than things that they have to do. Because when you're out listening to a podcast, you're not doing, you're being inspired and you're getting all these big ideas, things that you want to do, but it's not actually like taking action work. So that's our project that we're looking at doing next. I've got some new content that is of that belief shifting kind of content. And so we're going to try that out. Cool. Yeah. We actually had Anne-Marie Rose on. She was an early uh, Launch Your Private Podcast case study. And she talked about how she still runs live workshops and they are several hours. And so what she does is a pre-feed that gets someone excited, does some pre-homework. So then they show up to the live four-hour experience. What they're playing with is selling the recording when she does like a sales call if the person's not ready for the next step. So she does coaching. So maybe if someone isn't ready for VIP days, whatever that looks like, she can sell or give them the recording for that, the workshop, and hopefully they can get to the next level that makes sense for them for to be ready for yeah. coaching. So yeah, I think there's a lot of people playing with what is the relationship between a podcast and something that could be in a live container or experience. Yeah. I like what you're saying though, about like the pre-workshop. So it's almost like getting people Mm -hmm, ready mm -hmm. for it. And I know for us, when we do live workshops, we have a two to three week registration period. And so as you can Mm -hmm. register and get access to this private feed right away. So it starts to warm them up to you and your teaching style and just hearing you talk for those like one to two weeks leading up. So they're not just signing up and then not doing anything and just sitting, waiting around for the thing to start. Yeah, totally. I love that. So yeah, I'm thinking about it from that perspective, for those of you listening, whether it's a workshop or a live course or a challenge, right, that you are doing live and maybe it's not audio first, but maybe audio supplement in those experiences, that pre-time between when you start running ads or when you start promoting it is just such a great time for belief shifting, possibly case studies, hearing testimonials, anything that a person might need to get ready for that live experience that I think is a great place for a private pod. But I will say, um, just like the big takeaway from the one that we did that we experimented with the $5 mm-hmm. one, if you can do some sort of a training or teaching or belief shifting or whatever, but also offer that like downloadable add-on as an order bump and really increase mm. your value, then like for us, we ran ads to it and I think we profited on it because we ended up making more from those tripwire sales and those order bump sales, we were paying more than $5 a lead, which was the podcast price. But once you added on that extra $17 or so, it really made it so that it was profitable. So we basically got 230 leads for free, which we're able to then nurture as time goes on. And eventually we have a little bit of a longer customer journey from when they first start learning till when they actually join into our programs. So yeah, it was just a nice way to get leads in and start nurturing them that way. Yeah. And I think it's, if you're listening and you're just like, man, like complicated funnel, like I'm not there yet. And I think 
you're playing with, what do we put on the front end? What are we adding to the offer? How are we increasing value of the cart? If you're someone listening and you have a training like Sarah's bringing up, turning that into audio and seeing how your audience reacts that's really helpful information. Like whether you're spending money on ads and trying to make that money back, we can decomplicate it a little bit and say, you have this offer, that's a workshop, that's run live, and you want to try to do something else with that material. Audio is a great experimental thing because it's easy to throw up. It's easy to create. We like to call it like rapid asset creation. It's so easy to get something up there that like, it doesn't have to be necessarily in this complicated funnel, but just thinking about what on the front end could you give your audience in a different format of something you've already created? We definitely talk about that a lot on this podcast. And so I love that you experimented with that. And we have some hardcore numbers and we have something to play with, right? Because it wasn't a complete flop. No one knew what a podcast was and didn't buy it. But like, how can we tweak it and make it the most efficient for everyone? So if you're finding out that, like Sarah is saying, like that, okay, my people aren't like doing the work when they're doing the podcast because it's so easy to take on the go. How can we flip that? Right. So I think there's a lot of interesting marketing and thought activities, right? Yeah. I th there's so many different ways to use it. And, but also going back to how we started with it was in our course and it's helped us with course completion rates, right? So like inside mm. the course, there a lot of people don't want to sit through 50 videos, like you said, and they can take, I would say about 80% of our course is very audio friendly. If you just listen to mm -hmm. it a couple of times, you're going to get what you need to get out. And then you don't even have to watch the videos. So a lot of people get that. But then when we realized that we had 300 plus Q&A calls over the course of all these years, and then we started dropping those into audio, A, it became a really great selling point for us. You can go back and listen to all of these Q&A calls. And I know for me, Listening to Q&A calls was really valuable in some of other programs that I've been in, just being able to listen to them in my car or whatever. It really gave us that value add on our sales page, things like that, to say we've got 300 plus Q&A calls that you can just listen to as you go. And one of our students, she's been with us for, I don't know, a year and a half or so. She just told me the other day we were doing a case study interview and I was asking her, what is like one of your favorite parts of the program? And she said the Q&A calls podcast, because she said, I just felt like it really helped me get to know you and to be listening mm. to you. I was a lot of people ask the same questions over and over. So I'm repeating yep. myself a lot on those calls. But she said, it just helped me feel like I connected with you, got to know you better, having you in my head and hearing you answer the same things over and over again was really valuable. I love that we're talking about this because literally my favorite use case early on with Hello Audio was the Q&A call use case because yes, obviously courses, that's like why we built it. And of course, like binging a course and being able to listen is huge. But the Q&A call, it's most of us are really busy in our businesses, like trying to do stuff and have coaching calls. And like sometimes the calls or like majority of the time, the calls are unable to be made. And the idea that I would go into the learning management system that I already have trouble logging into and watch a recording of something that happened prior that I wasn't even at is just add it to my list of it's just not going to happen. But, and this is where the magic is, she said the feed of the daily podcast, it's as if it was just a podcast, right? And so now... It's like a show she's listening to that she can 
have a few hours because she's decorating for Christmas or whatever, like she's doing something where she has this block of time and it's, yeah, I could listen to the course or I could also just mindlessly just take in more information because it's like a podcast and I'm going to choose that over Amy Porterfield, Pat Flynn, or like whatever business podcast you listen to, because it's, that's what I'm working on right now. That's my professional development. So there is something really magical about, yeah, that audio time that we give ourselves with the noise canceling headphones and people being able to choose your content to fill that time. And that's not the same thing as sitting at my computer and setting up time to watch a video and be like, I'm going to do this course. That's a very different choice Mm -hmm. and like environment that you're creating for yourself. And so it just makes it more doable. So I love that. That's great feedback. Any other feedback that you've gotten from your students or people that took the workshop or anything like that? Other than just the fact that they love that it's available to them that way, because and my audience specifically, the whole reason people join my program and start doing VIP days is because they are already busy and overwhelmed because mm. they have too much totally. client work. They're like stretched so thin on their working on clients every single day, multitasking, juggling all this client work. And a lot of them don't have time to come to the Q&A calls or the once a week coaching call, right? This is a way that they know that they can still get what they need. They look forward to it every week. They know that replay from Thursday's call is going to be available to them every Friday. So it's almost, I know on my Friday afternoon walk or my Friday carpool Yeah, a touch point, that engagement. Yeah, and it's just really beneficial for what, for type of people that we are specifically serving, I think, especially. Totally. There's like a value match of like how you show up in the business world, like what your promise is of the course and what a podcast feed of that content, respecting their time, giving them multiple ways to access depending on how they best learn, like all the things. Yeah, it's been great. Like really, I'm so glad that we took the time and uploaded all those videos and that we actually do upload the Q&A calls every week and get that in there for them. That's really great. You have to listen to Mariah Cause's episode, <laughs> which is going to drop in a couple of weeks. She's replacing Q&A calls with a podcast feed that she just runs. And yeah, it's pretty interesting, but we talk about it on that episode. So this is a recap. If you haven't listened to this episode and you're listening to Sarah's episode, you definitely need to check out Mariah Cause. But there's this kind of discussion about there is magic in a live coaching call. As much as hard it is for us as the creator or the teacher to repeat ourselves, there is magic in the folks that show up and share their businesses and and all the things. And there is magic in like just listening to those exchanges. But then there's also like a different way to think about it. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. questions that people ask that are, you could probably give a pretty good (laughs) answer to that would solve most of those people's question. And so something to think about as well that you might want to check out. Well, she talked about that. I listened to her on her own podcast talking about that a few months ago, how she was going through Q&A podcasting. And I was like, oh, that's not a bad idea because I don't know. A lot of us don't want to be on Zoom calls anymore. We're just tired of being on camera and being on Zoom. And I have to listen to the episode with her. Yeah, we dive deep because Nora and I, and especially we've been doing this a long time and I'm a teacher as well. And that live like group thing is really important to me. So we definitely ask the tough questions where we're like, how do you manage it? How do all the things? But it definitely made us think about it. And I am curious to see how people who've been running their programs for many years, like you have and who've really perfected it and you care a lot about it, but could be a powerful ad because she made it seem like she 
had to actually sell her students on it. And so I think it, because it, it's true, like someone thinks that, oh, well, that just seems really easy for Sarah to execute, right? That's why she's doing it. But the flip yeah. side is once people had it like that, they're like, oh, you're respecting my time because we're cutting mm -hmm. out some of the other stuff. So there's definitely yeah. pros and cons. And that's what I think is really cool about what audio is providing us and what that asyncness is providing us. There's something about audio that allows us to maybe make things a little more async. We don't have to show up to something possibly at the same time and be on video and audio is offering us a little more efficiency a little bit. And I think there are parts that people are playing with in their business that I wasn't expecting. And that is the Q&A call, which again, was yeah. like one of my favorite first use cases in the early days of Hello Audio. So anyway, something well, to check out. And that also goes along with the whole trend right now towards Voxer coaching, mm -hmm. because nobody wants to show up for the one-on-one -on -one coaching call. But if you can have your coach in your back pocket and box them when you need them, and they're going to get back to you. And that's how I coach my mastermind clients. And we just can go back yep. and forth whenever. And it's just so easy to be in the car and listening to a client's uh, question and then answering their mm -hmm. question while I'm driving. So and I think those two trends are going hand in hand, the whole async thing. And that's, that's a good point. Trying to work our business around our lives a little bit more. Yeah. With the technology that we now have, right? Like we yep. have access to. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. So we heard a little bit about you wanting to add something to the front end, possibly of the workshop or reworkshop or sorry, redo that workshop feed. Is there any other feeds that you're thinking about or anything you've been playing with creatively or maybe something you're holding back that you're like, I don't know, that I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I will say that as part of my like my lifetime license, I still have a public feed that I'm not using and I've oh, yeah. never used. And so I'm like, I don't know. I like the mm -hmm. private of everything. I like being able to see who's opting in. I like having a little bit more control over who's listening and being able to follow up with them. So I've honestly never used the public feed that I have sitting in my Hello Audio account. I want to like switch it to, I'll, I'll probably have to reach out to you guys after and be like, can we just switch this to another private feed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love doing the case studies. I think that's really beneficial. Mm -hmm. So I plan to keep doing more of that. That mm. is what I was originally using. My, one of the private feeds for was just case studies. And then I decided to add the workshop to it. But now... I think, I'm, like I said, I'm going to go back. I'm going to switch the workshop out and do some more belief shifting content and experiment with that a little bit. I have been on the receiving end of a few other private podcasts that I really enjoyed that were really, really valuable content about the program that the person teaches or their offer is. I think it's just for me, it's just like listening to some of these other private podcasts and really just being intentional about what do I like about it? Would I want to do something like this? and just seeing what happens. But right now, I don't have anything on the back burner that I'm holding back other than I think we're going to switch out our paid one. We might make it free instead of paid. Mm. That would be the mm -hmm. one thing because it's not wor so workshoppy. It's more belief shifting. Yeah. So almost like a lead magnet. But yeah, we'll keep us posted. It. And if it's done by the time this airs, you'll get an email for us. We'll update the link so maybe people okay, can cool. sign up. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much for hanging out. We do have one final question. If there was a private feed, of course, of your life's ramblings, what would you call it? Uh, so I had to prepare for this. I knew that you were going to ask me that. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I have two. I have two that I would do. One so you come with both. I love it. <laughs> yes. So the first one could be something like 15 mouths to feed. 
a journal of how I keep my mm. four teenage boys, my two dogs, and our nine chickens healthy and nourished every day. It's wow. Crazy. And I was like, wow, we have 15 people to feed in this house. But that would be the first one. But then the other one I got thinking I think would be better, and that would be Lost in the Woods, which would be random thoughts and business breakthroughs that happen every day for me when I'm out getting lost, walking in the woods. Ah, I love that. Getting lost, feeding all your family members. <laughs> Maybe that could be a, an episode in it. <laughs> Getting away from the family members. Yeah, yeah. running away from the 15 mouths yeah. you have to feed. They come home from school and I leave and go for a walk. <laughs> That's how you feed 15 mouths. Because <laughs> you're not around them all the time. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thanks for catching up, Sarah. I'm so glad that the tech gods allowed us to have this meeting. <laughs> And that we got to hear your updates and we got to kind of pick apart the funnel that you've been working on. And yeah, keep us posted with all things private podcast in your business. Thank you. Thanks so much for creating it. And awesome. yeah, just making this opportunity available for everybody. Oh, you're the best. Take care. And there you have it, audio heads. Another episode of Launch Your Private Podcast is in the books. I hope you're leaving today feeling even more ready to amplify your voice and connect with your audience in meaningful ways. The adventure continues in our next episode with even more insights, strategies, and inspiration to help you along your own private podcasting journey. Of course, make sure to check out helloaudio.fm to start your own private podcast. And remember, you've got amazing content that needs to be heard. So let's turn the volume up. Until next time. there you have it, audio heads. Another episode of Laundry Private Podcast is in the books. I hope you're leaving today feeling even more ready to amplify your voice and connect with your audience in meaningful ways. The adventure continues in our next episode with even more insights, strategies, and inspiration to help you along your own private podcasting journey. Of course, make sure to check out helloaudio.fm to start your own private podcast. And remember, you've got amazing content that needs to be heard. So let's turn the volume up. Until next time.